How do we have a sound mind? How do we do that? Especially in the world. I'm going to show you. Okay. Thank right God someone's going to show us. And the great thing about, you know, ask a question that's like a test almost. Great. He, does, he does this to me a lot. He asks well, me lots of questions. Here, here's the good news. It's an open book test. <laughs> here it is right here, ladies and gentlemen. All your answers to all your problems, everything you need is an open book test. So I'm going to give you the answer to the first test in Romans 12 and 2. Hercules, Hercules. Read it up, girl. All right. Welcome back to the Abundant Life. I'm Angela Todd, my sporting his blue collared, wonderful kind of. Why does it always got to be collared on my shirt? <laughs> because like, it looks why, good. Why can't this be like an introduction? <laughs> Hello, welcome. This is my husband, Charles Todd. He's bringing you the word today. <laughs> the good word. The good word. What are we talking about news. today, babe? We're talking about no more fear. <laughs> okay how is that even possible in the world well i mean today obviously we've got all kinds of fear going on i mean the main thing we're talking about or not talking about but one thing we can relate to is covid i mean how many people are in fear over covid you know, how many people are in fear now because of the lockdowns the financial status of their families how many people are afraid of the different things that are going on just around them within their communities with protests and other type of things. So there's all types of opportunities to let fear come in. So what we're going to be talking about today is no fear here. And I would have to say that COVID is just one layer over many. Doesn't it say like when you're a baby, you have no fear, but then you are taught yeah, I think, and the, I think there's two fears. You have fear of noise and the fear of being dropped. So when you come in, that's it. And then after that, there's like, I don't know how many hundreds of fears that then are developed over time. Because of your surroundings, your circumstance, how you're raised and... So we're gonna talk about, you know, as people say, well, how do I come against fear? How do I combat that? What does the word of God have to say? We're gonna go through all that today. We're gonna to say what God says you should have and what you shouldn't have and how you overcome these fears and how you can walk in the power and the authority that God has given you under his protection. We gotta hear this, <laughs> every single person. And there's a brand called No Fear, and I think they were a very, very successful streetwear brand. So uh, yeah, they were on to something too. <laughs> so go ahead and kick us off with 2 Timothy. Very good. 2 Timothy 1.7, New King James Version. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So one thing you have to realize here is that it says that God has not given us that spirit of fear. So fear is not from God. Fear is from the enemy. The Bible says in John 10, 10, it's the enemy who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, I have come to give you life. So anything that's opposing the word of God, if he has not given you that spirit of fear, it's the enemy that's given you that fear. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So we don't have... You know, when people say, well, I'm afraid of airplanes, I'm afraid of elevators, I'm afraid of COVID. It's not that they're afraid of airplanes. It's afraid that they're going to die in an airplane. Right. It's not that they're afraid of an elevator. It's afraid that they're going to fall to the ground in an elevator and die. They're not afraid of COVID-19. They're afraid they're going to catch COVID-19 and die. So it all stems back to what I just said in John 10, 10 comes to steal, kill and destroy. Right. So it's anchored to that. That's the root of the call of the cause of fear is the fear of death. 
So and the thing that was interesting as I was meditating on this is that when you really think about COVID, can you see it? No. You can't see COVID. You can see it under a microscope. A scientist can. They can see it. But you can't even see it. Like if a robber comes in through your door, you can see it. So you can understand, oh gosh, you know, you're in fear. It's like, what's he going to do? But you can't even see COVID. But yet people are scared to the point of death, the fear of death, of catching it that they're going to die. Ooh, that's good. So it's what well, it kind of goes back to faith versus fear, right? It's the evidence of things not seen, which causes the fear or the faith to come in. Read ahead again, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I have not. But I love that's where it's We're going to get there. Okay. What you're saying. Um, the point I'm trying to make, though, is that we can have fear of things that we can't even see, right? Yeah. So, but at the same point, sometimes it's hard for people to believe in a God they can't see. People always say, "I got to see it to believe it," <laughs> you know. And that's not the way that faith works. The way that faith works is having faith in God, standing on God's word, having faith that He is faithful. To his word. It's、yeah. not having faith in your faith. Like, do I have enough faith to be healed? Do I have enough faith to prosper my finances? You know, you start focusing on self. We talked about this before. You get into self righteousness,、right. and so you're always what we're trying to do. We're always trying to point people to Jesus.、Right. Get your attention off yourself and get your attention onto Him. So my point is that if you can believe in something you can't even see can negatively affect you, why can't you believe in the God who you can't see, who angels? That you can't even see. The Bible talks about, I believe it's in Hebrews, and then maybe again in Revelations, that we have angels that are unnumberable. Can't even count them. One one part says thousands upon thousands. You know, so there's angels out there that are protecting you. Psalms 91 and 10 talks about that no evil shall befall you, neither shall any plague come near my dwelling, because the angels will lift you up in their hands, lest they dash your foot against a stone. So. It's the angels that are going to protect you from those plagues coming where near your dwelling. What's your dwelling? Your body, your house, whatever it is that's related to you. It says the angels are going to protect you. So why can't we put our trust in the angels and the God we can't even see as much or more as we can put it in this little disease that we can't see? That's so good. Which is where your authority comes in at. Which is why it's so important to read who you are in Christ, seeing the authority that you have, because the angels hearken unto the voice of the Lord that you give word to it. They actually go to work on behalf of Come you. Come on, that's good. Understanding who you are in Christ、it、says that the angels have been sent to minister、right. for us. They're they're put out there to work for us. Right. How do you put them to work? Give them the word. With the word, the word、right. of God.、And、They you, only you, respond to the word. And you have a voice. You have a tongue. We talked about this just recently. Life and death in the power of tongue. Your tongue is so important to put in the power of life and death. So you can speak that death of that sickness, or you can speak the life of God to overcome that. That's so good. And to be a carrier of healing, you are the hands and the feet and the life of Christ. If Christ is in you, you have the same power that rose Jesus from the、Amen. dead. Working、Amen. on the inside of you to be a carrier of loosing power and healing and goodness, like we talked about. You can speak positive things over your children just as much as you can speak negative. In the same manner, you can speak faith and life through the power of God. In addition, loosing angels on your behalf、Amen. to bring forth life. 
which yep. is the opposite Protection. of fear. Protection. Reinforce your harvest and what right. seed that you've sown. They're there to minister. They're there to work for you. Ooh, that's good. So the second part that I want to look at here is, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So when I was meditating on this, it's like, God hasn't given you that spirit of fear. Okay. And it says, but so all that over there, here's what's getting ready to come. I can say like, I really love you, but it's like, what's going to come after the, but is what's going to be it's really important. Me, it's you. <laughs> yeah. One of those things. So what after the, but here is power and love and sound mind. So you could then potentially say then if you're in fear, you're not having a sound mind because the fear is on the other side of the butt because he says he's going to give you the power and love of a sound mind. Mm -hmm. So my point is, how do we have a sound mind? How do we do that? Especially in the world. I'm going to show you. Okay. Thank right God. Someone's going to show us. And the great thing about, you know, ask a question. It's like a test almost. Great. He, does, he does this to me a lot. He asks well, me lots of questions. Here, here's the good news. It's an open book test. <laughs> here it is right here, ladies and gentlemen. All your answers to all your problems, everything you need is an open book test. So I'm gonna give you the answer to the first test in Romans 12 and two. Hercules, Hercules. Read it up, girl. All right, Romans 12, two, New King James Version. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Okay, we got another butt in there, huh? We keep getting the butt right. going. So the great thing about this is it tells you what not to do and what to do, right? Then he also tells you like death and life and the power of the tongue. And then he gives you the answer, like choose life. Is that yeah. in the same manner? Yeah, right? but that's, that's not in that same verse in Proverbs. I think that's somewhere else, but it does do that. So just in case you can't figure out which one <laughs> is better, life or death, he says, choose life. He gives you the answer. He gives you the answer right okay. there in it. So give me the answer. How do okay. we so have a sound mind? Let's start with what not to do. Okay? okay. So it starts off, do not be conformed to this world. Okay. How is that even possible when we live in the world? Okay, so here's how you become conformed to the world. You're listening to the news. The news is telling you that all this stuff is going on with this virus and there's all these killings over here and there's all these shootings over here, but you know, it's okay because big pharma's got your back. <laughs> they got you the vaccine. It's going to take care of you. Right. And then we got all the social media platforms. They're going to make you feel better. They're going to help you out. They're going to give you a community, a society, whatever. They're going to connect you. When, when you are taking in those things and then you're basing your trust in that, you're conforming to the world. But, comes the but. Right. So when they are continually feeding you fear, continually feeding you bad news, it's then your mind is going to conform to that. When your mind conforms to that bad news of that fear, you're going to develop fear. Right. That's why it says, don't be conformed to that. Cause it already knows it's not going to be good. <laughs> it's not going to be good. What's going to be coming out of the news and the media and everything else that you have. So don't conform to that. And you don't know sometimes, and you can always, again, like we had talked about before, it all starts with the seed. You can always backtrack to a wrong belief based on something you heard that happened to someone else. 
to something you read. That's why media is so important and has so much responsibility. But you are also responsible of filtering in or out the bad things that are being said. Because it's we live in a world, it's a fallen world. I hate to tell you, but the world we live in is fallen. And it's our responsibility as believers to take authority, to be the hands and feet of Jesus, to spread that good word and to combat that fear. Like you're just saying, well, how do we do that? Well, be careful what we're listening, what we're allowing in and what we're allowing to contaminate our faith, basically. Yeah, I'm just going to think I'm going to stop doing notes from now on because you already know everywhere I'm going. Oh, gosh. So I'm just going to just pull it out and just let you do it. <laughs> sorry. No, I'm sorry. It's just good because you're flowing in the spirit and you're already knowing what. You have no idea what I've written, what no notes or anything. You and you're already, every time it's like you're one step ahead of everything that's coming up right behind there. So well, I'm glad it's that confirmation right. that... Spirit of God is working here. Amen. The word is going forth to the people. What he wanted to have, have heard and not just what I wanted to have heard. Right. Amen. Amen. Okay. So, so what do we do? We talk about what not to do. Don't be conformed to the world. Right? So what do we do? Transformed by the word of God. <laughs> Throw the covers over your head and don't go anywhere. Shut yourself out. Do like the old Testament prophets. They had to completely remove themselves from society. And it's just like they accused John, right? Oh, the guy's eating crickets. He's got long hair. He's eating honey. He's eating, like, who is this <laughs> He's guy? Nuts. He's nuts. <laughs> right? He had to remove himself from society to say, make way for the one. Well, so did even Jesus. I mean, he took 40 days to go and fast. Yeah. You know, how many times did he just have to step away from even when they were in the, the Garden of Gethsemane, I think. He, he told them, hey, just stay here and pray. And he went off to pray and he came back and they're all asleep. <laughs> it's like, can you even stay awake and pray for me? It's like, come on guys, right. you know, but he separated himself. So that's a great, great point in order to do that. Um, but it's not to be from the point of like isolating yourself in a bubble in a capsule. And that's what I think that even with lockdowns have done, isolate yourself. Cause that's, what's going to protect you. That is not what's going to protect you that isolation. It's meditating on the word and letting the word transform your mind. That's good. So that's really good. The same way that when you're feeding yourself with the bad news, you can also feed yourself with the good news. It will have the opposite effect. You feed yourself with bad news. You're going to have fear. You feed yourself with good news. You're going to have faith in God's word. So it's that continual renewing of the mind. And what that's going to do as you renew your mind in the word is that that's going to show you God's will for your life. And it's also going to show you God's power available for your life. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. So don't just take my word for that. Will you trust Jesus' word? Will you trust what Jesus said? I will. I okay. will. Yes. Okay, cool. Well, that's all we got time for today. So make sure you turn in next time for part two, because this whole thing works together. You got to get all the parts to be able to really get a good, solid foundation right. on this teaching. So remember, until next time, no fear here. Yes. Second Timothy 1.7. God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of love and of power and of a sound mind. mind god has given you a sound Hallelujah. mind self-discipline draw on that <laughs> grace hello when it comes combat it <laughs> open up in love and receive all that he's given you to have power in your life we are in agreement with everything good amen, amen. till next time peace peace